Well, hello, friends. Welcome to the Imago Nutrition Podcast, where we give you practical nutrition strategies to help you and your family flourish. I am joined by the illustrious registered dietitian extraordinaire, Danielle Glesney. Danielle, it's been a little while since we've done this together, isn't it? Yes, yes. So I'm sorry you have to deal with me again, but every once in a while we team up and tackle some questions, and sometimes we run solo. So I hope you guys have been enjoying the solo episodes, and hopefully uh, you enjoy when we get together um, and Danielle laughs at my bad jokes. And so (laughs) excited today for this episode. I'm going to do very little talking, I think, because I'm actually looking to learn uh, Danielle, from you today, I think we have a very interesting question, kind of a deep question, uh, very much a, a sign of our times. Um, and so if you're someone that is curious about the relationship between nutrition and mental health, whether you or you know someone that struggles with anxiety, which is a really big topic these days, um, or if you've just experienced seasons of high stress in your life, I think we can all at least relate with that. Um, but um, I know that there's just been a surge in my in my full time job. I'm in the publishing world. Um, we've just seen a lot of statistics about anxiety. I have one of my authors that wrote a book on anxiety. It's just a crazy best selling book. Um, we just know there's a lot of this going around right now. And so we really appreciate the question that we received today um, from a listener. And so I'm excited to jump into this. If you have a question. It could be about anything related to nutrition, um, and you'd like to send it to us for consideration for uh, to be the topic of a of an, a future episode. You can do so by just going to our website. If you're on your phone right now or you're near a computer, you can just go to Imago Nutrition. That's I M A G O Nutrition dot com slash podcast. And so, just scroll down a little bit on that page. There's a, a form that says, "Do you have a nutrition question?" You can just submit your question there. That will send it to us. And then we will uh, review it and take a look at um, answering your questions live on one of these podcasts. And so with that, um, Jocelyn in Minnesota has a terrific question. She says, I know nutrition can play a huge role in many areas of health. Are there any known nutrition recommendations to help with mental health, i.e. anxiety and depression? And so, again, I'm going to sit back a little bit more, maybe kind of ask some questions here and there. But, um, Danielle, I w- I'd really love to turn it over to you, again, as our in-house registered dietitian, to talk about this relationship of nutrition and mental health. Well, thanks, Mark. It is a great question. Um, I think what we can start with is just kind of what does stress do to our body? Um, you know, it can be the seasons of stress or with anxiety. Um the symptoms um, are very similar as as far as what happens is your central nervous system releases stress hormones such as adrenaline and cortisol. And then when you feel this happens, when you feel anxious or stressed kind of triggers a fight or flight response. Um, So your body gets ready for action. Um, So it increases your heart rate, increases your blood pressure, possibly increases your breathing rate. Um, sometimes I find that I'm like hyperproductive <laughs> um, when you're in that high stress um, state. Um, staying in that state though is the problem. So if we're staying in that high um, fight or flight response state, it can cause some long-term health problems. Um, so some can become depressed or struggle with sleep or even some like um, GI or stomach um, digestive issues. Um, so that's kind of what's going on um, when we have stress um, 
in our, in our lives, in our body. Um, what can help, okay, so is research on certain nutrients that are helpful for stress management is very limited. Um, some that have been studied are antioxidants, B vitamins, and vitamin D. Um, so one, I mean, just um, kind of side note is vitamin D deficiency is pretty common. Um, there's very few food sources of vitamin D. Um, so, you know, check your vitamin D status if you get a chance. Um, so re research on the relationship between your GI tract and your <coughs> brain or the relationship between your gut and your brain um, is very interesting. Um, so there's a lot of research done on how what you're eating can impact your brain, okay, i.e. mental mm -hmm. health or depression or anxiety. Um, so research on probiotics shows that increased number of the good bacteria, probiotics, um, may decrease um, depression and anxiety symptoms. So it's not a one specific um, probiotic, which a lot of um, supplements out there might do that, find one probiotic that they claim will reduce anxiety or reduce sugar cravings, what have you. So it's not one particular probiotic that we need, it's the collection of them. So the probiotics are just those good bacteria in your GI tract. Um, prebiotics, also you can find that in the supplement um, department. Prebiotics um, feed those good bacteria. So not only are we wanting to increase the number, we want to keep them healthy and strong in there. So um, feeding the, pre the probiotics or those good bacteria would be with prebiotics. Um, once again, just a reminder that no supplements are regulated by the FDA. So I think it's always wise to stick to the natural sources of pre or probiotics. Some examples of some prebiotics are garlic, onion, asparagus, bananas, barley, oats, apples, flaxseed, wheat bran, and so certain root vegetables. Um, some examples of probiotics are kefir, that fermented um, probiotic drink, um, yogurt, and then other uh, fermented foods. Now, not all yogurt is a good source of probiotics. What I recommend is uh, turning over the label and counting how many bacteria are listed. Sometimes it'll say up front, it'll say like six live and active cultures, um, but count those bacteria on the back if you don't see that claim up front. Um, if you don't see it, or maybe there's only two, just consider that's more like pudding than yogurt. Um, so you're not going to get that probiotic benefit that you're, you're going for. So about five probiotics would be great in your yogurt. Um, so in general, what we're trying to say here is that research is limited on the nutrients that help with stress management, anxiety, and depression. Um, the biggest thing to know is that nutrition does play an impact. Research is still ongoing, so we might learn something soon. Um, but definitely get your vitamin D status checked. Um, have a healthy, rounded, um, balanced diet. Um, and then consider trying to incorporate those prebiotic foods that I mentioned and some probiotic foods as well. <laughs> so that's what I have here for you today. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite fast. 
That's cool. And, and keying off that too, I mean, you really kind of covered, you know, the nutrition side of things and to just kind of key off that or to tether from that, um, Jocelyn and to anyone listening, remember that fitness plays a role in this as well. And so there is sound evidence as well that shows um, specifically strength training um, can reduce uh, stress, anxiety, even depression. Um, that's um, I've read a couple studies on that recently. And just know that activity in general, getting outside, um, uh, performing what we call uh, LIST, low-intensity steady-state cardio. That's everything from just walking, biking, hiking. Technically, jogging is considered low-intensity steady-state, though for people that don't like running, I, I get that that seems far more intense than low-intensity. But um, just know that getting outside um, has an ample effect on this area of health as well. So you've got your nutrition. You've got, you know, getting outside, sunlight. Again, that's where some of our bodies going to be able to um, synthesize that vitamin D that um, Danielle was talking about. Um, if you like strength training, I would say continue strength training. If you've been curious about strength training, think about strength training. If you hate strength training, don't think you have to. Okay, just find other areas, other ways to, in general, get outside, walk, bike, hike, as I mentioned before. Um, do things that you enjoy and can do sustainably. I just, today's, we're recording this on a Saturday, and I had a pickup soccer game this morning that I organized with people in the neighborhood. Went out there and was just going to play 40 minutes. At the end of 40 minutes, everyone asked if we could do another 20-minute round. So we ended up doing 60 minutes of soccer uh, this morning, and I love soccer. Uh, it doesn't have to be soccer for you, but that's one of the ways that I enjoy exercising. It doesn't feel like exercising for 60 minutes for me. Um, my wife, Carissa, loves to walk. She can go out and walk sometimes for an hour, hour and a half, two hours at times. She loves it. It just helps with mental clarity. It helps de-stress. It helps reduce some of her anxiety. Um, and so just remember that activity plays a big role in this as well. So you've got the, you've got the nutrition side taking care of that, and then you've got the activity side um, in terms of um, – just getting out there and, and doing what you love sustainably long-term. Yeah. So um, with that, anything else, Danielle, any uh, wisdom, insights, personal experience in this regard? I would just say uh, on the activity side of it, always have like um, some indoor activities too, just because there's rain, there's snow, there's ice. And, and we don't want our mental um, health to um, be impacted just by the weather. If we can find, um, some exercise videos, some malls to walk in, um, you know, you name it. I think that is going to be important for both physical and mental health as well. Yeah, agree. Absolutely agree. Very cool. Well, this one was short, but I think it was really impactful. And so um, some deep stuff to think about, some things to consider. And so if this was uh, helpful for you, if it was interesting for you, um, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review. If you've got a friend that's curious about this or someone that's close to you that you know um, struggles perhaps in some of these areas, or you've got high stress environments that you're going in and out of, whether that's with work, family, life, um, we'd love for you to share this episode. We'd love to just help as many people. That's why we're doing this podcast. No one's paying us to do this. We're just doing it so we can help as many people as possible. I did so, think of one more thing. Um, if, we, if you <laughs> oh, go for it. <laughs> Before I land yeah. this plane, do it. Um, just like the uh, <laughs> caffeine, too much caffeine. Um, can cause more of those anxiety, um, stress-like symptoms. So um, that would be a nutrition recommendation we should probably keep in there. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, and a lot of people ask me that too, and everyone's kind of looking for like a number. What is it, Mark? Is it one cup? Is it one and a half cups? Is it two cups? And to your point, um, 
So coffee is not fine or it's not wrong. There's lots of benefits to coffee. Okay. Um, but you're to your point about too much coffee. I have found this in working with clients when they say, Hey, how, how much is too much? If you're asking the question, if you're wondering <laughs> if you drink too much coffee, chances are you're drinking too much coffee. Okay. Um, personally, I drink about two cups a day ish, um, in the morning. So it's somewhere between one and a half to two cups that I drink. And so um, if this is an area that you're wondering about or curious about, what I'd say is start to slowly taper it down. Don't think you have to go from your normal four cups to none or four cups to one. Um, I've, I've worked through this with some clients that know that they drink too much coffee and they'll go from four cups. We'll say, all right, just continue on that for a week. Then let's go to three and a half cups for a week. Then let's go to three cups for a week. Let's go to two and a half and so on and so forth. So again, it's not that we're trying to get you down to zero because I drink coffee. Uh, mm-hmm. Danielle, you drink coffee too, right? Yeah, and even Jared, your yes. your husband, my brother, has started drinking coffee. I think last time we were in town, I was like, I just kind of connected the dots. I'm like, oh, Jared's <laughs> drinking coffee. That was never the thing. So I welcomed him to adulthood in that moment. No, I was kidding. <laughs> but uh, as a professional, we yeah, we can enjoy coffee. So all that's to say, if you if you're wondering if you drink too much, you probably do. But don't think you have to drink none and don't think you have to make a dramatic change. Just start to slowly taper it off. Your body will adjust. And then, of course, as, as I'm sure, Danielle, you'll agree, make sure that you're fueling your body with proper nutrition. You're going to see actually more of a surge of energy coming from nutrition as opposed to a spike of energy that comes from coffee. And that's really what we're looking for. So um, just continue to fill your plate, your meals, your days with you know, uh, lean sources of protein, lean sources of dairy, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts and seeds. Um, and the term calorie, by the way, is a unit of energy. It's not a piece of matter. It's not food. A kilocalorie is a unit of energy. It's like saying a volt or a watt. So remember that food is ultimately your greatest source of energy. Uh, coffee can just be a nice little add-on here and there. So, all right, that's a little side. Yeah. A little side I'm glad you listed out those nutrient-dense cool. foods, though, too, just because that's where we're going to get those B vitamins, antioxidants, all of those um, nutrients that we need uh, to feel feel good. 100%. And we've kind of coined this our four walls. I don't know if we're making that an official statement, but if you, t- if you think about kind of the four walls of nutrition, at least I, I think we've found ourselves saying a lot, lean protein and dairy is one, fruits and veggies is another, whole grains is another, and then nuts and seeds. I mean, that's the answer to so many questions. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's a master's degree <laughs> in nutrition right there. It's just those four walls. Like, and, and to your point, when you've talked about, hey, if you want an A in your health, um, you've got to be consuming nutrient-dense foods, you know, 90 plus percent of the time, just like a graded test, right? If you want to be in your health, 80%. And so pe- when people say, well, then what am I eating 90% of the time or 80% of the time? That's really it. Uh, and it doesn't mean you can't have fun foods by any means. Um, but at the same time, 90% of the time you want to be consuming um, nutrient-dense foods, we would generally lock that in as, as saying nutrient-dense um you know, uh, lean protein and dairy, fruits and veggies, whole grains, nuts and seeds. So I know repetition helps. So one more time, <laughs> uh, lean protein and dairy, fruits and veggies, whole grains and nuts and seeds. <laughs> so, <sighs> all right. Good. That was good. That was a good rant. We extended the, we, we extended the episode by like five minutes. So well done. I'm glad you interrupted. We almost landed the plane too early. We were at the wrong runway. So. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, yeah, if now you even more appreciate this podcast, now you should definitely subscribe, leave a review, and share us with a friend. Um, if you're on social media, we are too. You can find us on your favorite social media platform at Imago Nutrition. 
Um, fun fact, we have a TikTok. We haven't posted anything yet. And I'm going to St. Louis to visit Danielle uh, next weekend. And Jared, he'll be there too. But uh, may, I don't know, maybe we should do our first TikTok from St. Louis. Does I don't that sound know mortifying to you? I don't know. <laughs> okay, cool. This is going to be even this can be even more fun than I thought. Okay, terrific. But whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we're at Imago Nutrition. That's I M A G O Nutrition. And as always, we'd like to thank our friends over in Happy Pill, the band that has given us our theme song called. Thinking about Food.